The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now it's all drama, not just outside. Uh, the uh, Central Criminal Courts uh, today in Dublin. All drama yesterday and over the weekend in Aintree. So the Grand National uh, was delayed after protests from animal rights groups and then, once the race got underway, a horse died, a Hilly 16, the third horse to die uh, over the uh, Festival of Racing in Aintree. And it has led to calls uh, from some for the race uh, to be banned, for horse racing to be banned. A description of it as cruel and barbaric. Uh, Aideen Yorel is with me. She's a spokesperson for the Irish Council Against Blood Sports. Uh, Aideen, you're welcome to the show. Um, do you think horse racing is cruel and barbaric? I do think it's bar- it's cruel. It is. It, uh, Horse racing uh, conjures up for people a lot of excitement and it's eulogised, highly eulogised. But there is a dark side to this and we saw it at the weekend with the death of that horse and two others at the races. Now, horses are being killed at races and we have have it as well here. In fact, um, a thousand horses were killed at Irish race courses in the past decade, 107 last year and uh, 20 killed to date, uh, we believe. Now, that's that's not acceptable. It's time uh, that jump racing at least was was banned. I mean, it's so it's so hazardous and so risky for the horses. I mean, every time they really, I mean, you can expect a death. You can expect something like this. I mean, every single year, all these deaths from from these, and especially during the jump racing. Mm. So that should be stopped at the very least. And another thing that has to go is the whip in horse racing. I mean, it's outrageous for horses to be beaten in this day and age. And people are almost desensitised to that. They're looking at it and they think that's normal, in inverted commas, for a jockey to beat a horse. It's not normal. It's criminal. It's a breach of the 2013 Animal Welfare Act to beat an animal. I mean, why are they doing it with impunity almost every day? Well, let, 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 let me introduce let me introduce Michael Healy Ray, the independent TD for Kerry. Uh, Michael, it, it's cruel, it's inhumane, it's criminal, and it should be banned. At least ban the whip and ban jump racing. What say you? Well, first of all, could I just say about the other speaker there? You can hear the sincerity in her voice. So I very, very much respect and uh, appreciate her personal opinions. But that is what it is. It's a personal opinion. I'm very sorry that those animals died over the last number of days. But could I give an analogy? We have accidents on the roads every day. Sadly, people lose their lives on our roads. We don't ban people from driving. Sadly, people drown while swimming. We don't come along and say in a knee-jerk reaction and say then, well, we should ban swimming. Mm. We have to be measured in our approach to all issues, including this issue. Yes, animals die during this sport. For example, the people who keep horses, they adore their horses. They've been brought up with them. It's a way of life. It's like greyhounds. The people who have greyhounds, you actually have to know about the greyhound industry to know how much the people who have greyhounds, they love their greyhounds. They're they're like an extension of their family. They care for them. They mind them. They they, 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 They live for their greyhounds. I'd go so far as saying that. 
and uh, people that aren't involved or close to the industry, they don't realize that. They think, oh, it's just another thing. But it's not another thing. When you deal with animals, it's like a farmer. A farmer gets attached to their herd of cows or their flock of sheep yeah. or all the animals they have. And you see, I don't want to say this about that other lady, you know, because, you know, you can listen to person and you can know when they're sincere. And I know she's an awful sincere person. And I'm all engaged in that from just listening to her contribution there, which I respect very much. But you see, you do have an element of people who have an opinion, for instance, we shouldn't have horses racing. We shouldn't have any greyhounds going to a greyhound track. We shouldn't have the live export of animals. We shouldn't actually kill any animal. But I mean, we have to live. We have to eat. We have to milk cows. We need dairy produce. It's a thing called living. It's a thing called surviving. And we have what I call the aunties, who are anti-everything. But usually the person who's, we'll say, anti-greyhound sports or, or anti-racehorse uh, uh, racing, they're usually against live export of calves or bullocks being exported uh, to Libya or wherever we're sending yeah. cattle and selling them, which we need to do to sustain our farming industry. And remember, whether the aunties like it or not, we're a predominantly... An agricultural-based economy. Yeah. We, I we feel we've kind of strayed into sort of different territories here. I mean, I, I appreciate the argument. So some will disagree with it still, but I, I appreciate the argument, you know, you need food to survive. But we don't eat the horses that are killed in Aintree. You know, we survive no, just no. fine. Yes, but, but let me put it to you this way. What happened in Aintree, in Aintree is unfortunate. But, for instance... We have accidents, uh, whether it's in cars and car racing, whether it's cycling, uh, all of the other sports. We yeah. have, sadly, incidents, accidents and deaths occur. It happens. And, and it's very sad when it happens. But we don't come along then the following day and say, well, we'll ban cycling because a person got injured or lost their okay. life while let, cycling. Let, let me go back then to Aideen on that point. Aideen, that there is no sport that comes without risk, or there's very few sports that come without some degree of risk, and you can't ban them all. You did say that I was giving my opinion there. I wasn't giving my opinion. I was giving facts about the number of horses that are killed in at race course. That's a fact. Actually, it was it was provided by the Department of Agriculture uh, in a, in response to all query a all question. Now, there's another aspect that I wanted to talk about, and it's the number of horses that are slaughtered. Horses that are no longer, that are surplus to requirements now, also runs, you know, on the race course that are finished. And I just want to give you a startling figure. Since, and this is not an opinion. Since 2016 to 2022, 13,484 thoroughbred horses were slaughtered in Department of Agriculture approved facilities. Um, and there was one hundred and one in twenty twenty two and two hundred and forty four today. These are horses and slaughtered in slaughterhouses. And do people know what happens to the horses afterwards? This is what happens now. The horse racing people will say that they, some of them go on to do other things, but that's a very um, minority amount that would be rehomed or rehabilitated but the majority of them are slaughtered. And more go to England. And in fact, um, Panorama had an expose on horse racing and it was the subject of that was, was an abattoir in England. And it was it was harrowing. These horses were being led into to their deaths. And Irish horses are slaughtered in this particular abattoir. 
um, three of which came from um, trainer Gordon Elliott's yard. I mean, it's just, people should know the horrific, uh, they should know the horrific facts and think about that the next time they're going to the races. And as, and, and when we're talking about people going, attendances at race meetings are down. Now, the average attendance in, in 2014 was 3,704 people, and that came down to 2,841 in 2022, a drop of 30%. So people are not going to the races in their hordes as they used to do. Yeah. People might point out that people might. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I do want to go back to, in fairness to to Michael, just for a moment, but but people might point out that certainly the very early part of 2022, towards the end of the national jump season, I mean, there was still a COVID consideration for people. So maybe this year, 2023, will be a better comparison. We'll have to wait and see what figures we get overall. But, uh, Michael, what what do you say to the, the broader point that. Aideen makes about, I just I suppose, the level of a kind of death and destruction and devastation and slaughter that horse racing seems to leave in its wake. Again, that's an impression that's being given out using statistics. I could start giving you the statistics of how many animals we, we kill, right? Because we have to kill them because it's called part of our produce. In other words, how many cattle do we kill every year? Because we need them, because we eat them. How many chickens do we kill? How many pigs do we kill? How many sheep do we kill? This is a fact of life. Animals are born, people are born, people die, animals die. I think it was unfair there a minute ago to mention one particular trainer because it's like to be a bad impression of that trainer trying to insinuate something. I don't think that's right or fair. I think that naming any person during an interview like this in a, in a way that tries to paint them or make them look ba- bad when they're not there to talk up for themselves. I just think on a personal basis, I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong to use an opportunity of a radio program to name an individual that can't talk back for themselves. So I want to say on behalf of that individual and everybody else, people that are involved in the horse industry, in the racing industry, in training, whether they're breeding dogs, racing dogs, they do, do, they do so to the standards that are applied in the, in the, in the country and, and throughout Europe. And they do everything to do their job right. And again, at the end of the day, I will say this. They love their animals. And people, farmers, rare animals. And those animals are slaughtered. And uh, yes, you could be sad to see a lot of cattle going maybe and would say, well, I'm after rearing these now and they have to go off to be slaughtered for export or or to the local factory, but that's life, that's living, that's the hard reality of life. And as sure as you and me are doing this interview, we're going to die someday ourselves as well. And you know, very sadly, they're sweet, damn all we can do about it. 087-1400-106 is the WhatsApp number. Uh, if you have a view, maybe you're involved in the industry and you'd like to uh, share your own experience of it, maybe you in agreement with Aideen and you think the whole thing uh, should be banned and certainly you should start with the whip in horse racing let me know like I say it's a WhatsApp number forget the old text number it's WhatsApp 087-1400-106 Aideen Yarl is a spokesperson for the Irish Council Against Blood Sports Michael Healy Ray Independent TD for Kerry The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.